money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That is okay. Very good. Maybe not so much. What do you mean not so I much? I don't know. This is the show where Dave and Reb talk about money. Uh, we talk uh, about the hard issues of money. We, we talk, talk about, about practical, practical issues yes. around money. Sometimes we talk about other stuff that doesn't even talk about money, but, you know, we talk about that. Yes, I, I know, but it's mid-January. Okay, well, you, you do your spiel mm-hmm. first, telling people who we are, and then I'll tell you why I'm like, what okay. I'm feeling. So the, the, the short intro, just so you know, um, you can always get uh, the historical podcasts on our website, on CHRI's website, on notmine.ca. Our good friends over at Financial Discipleship also host the podcast. And of course, there's uh, numerous podcasting platforms where uh, where it's hosted. If it's not on yours, we do ask that reach out, info it more than enough, and send us, uh, hey, I listen to whatever podcasting platform, uh, and we'd love to get on it and, and just get that right into your your device. So there it is. The housekeeping is done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Okay. we. A lot of you might who listen to us regularly mm-hmm. might wonder, you know, what's it like to live in our house? Do we talk about money all the time? Well, you would have to ask our children that, I guess. But um, you can see them eking away from the table when we do start talking about our business or or anyway. Uh, yeah, because I'm like, oh, I guess we've over-talked money today. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, why why did I say I'm hesitant to talk money? I'm not really hesitant other than I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And the ki- we were talking about this the other night at the table and the kids are like, well, mom, just be honest. I'm sure there are other people out there that are feeling what you're feeling. You know, this whole lockdown thing, this year of, of quarantining and pandemic and this global thing that we can do nothing about, um, you know, it, and, and the needs and the, the business, you know, we're thankful that our business has been consistent and, um, busy and, um, but it does, you do get tired of talking money. You do get tired of taking care of business, like our personal finance and our, and it's year end for the business. So we have to have those discussions and looking to the future. And you're just like, I, I just want to crawl in my bed and sleep like mm-hmm. a bear, you know, mm-hmm. hibernate through it all. And I, I don't know if any of you are feeling that way. This doesn't mean we're not going to talk about money. This doesn't mean that you don't do the next right thing. This doesn't mean that I'm throwing our finances to the wind and, you know, letting them take care of themselves. Um, although I, I will say that David and I have had to shift this past year, and we're going to talk a bit about that because Dave has been so busy um, managing mortgages and coaching um, that I have taken care of our own personal finances, and I just send Dave regular uh, updates. We on have what virtual I've done. financial <laughs> dates. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, for financial all- dating 2.0, <laughs> right? So when when you're as uh, mature oh, in financial yeah, no, as okay. we are, watch we for lightning yeah, here. Okay. You know, yeah, so. no, we're not mature in our finances. We're just like everybody else, and maybe 
we're just doing what we're supposed to. But, you know, we did a radio show. I don't know when we did it on what happens when one of you in your relationship, your partnership doesn't want to do money. And or is depressed or is just so. Or there's tired a medical or, reason. Or, or the, there's yes. all kinds of reasons why sometimes one partner um, in a in a partnership or in a marriage, for some reason, for and and I you know we always encourage that that these are short term, uh, right? That uh, you know the as quickly as you can you kind of bring both people back to connect with your money. But, but there are times where, where... Right, and this year has been one. So literally, I send Dave messages. We do talk about it if I have a question. It's not like Dave's off the map and I can't talk to him. But just so you know, our, our financial dates have been a bit different mm -hmm. because of what we've been going through. So then the next question is, which is going to lead to the... Um, to to the verses that I'm going to read in a minute, um, you know, in the fatigue, when both of you are fatigued, when mm -hmm. everybody in your family is, when the whole wide world is fatigued, <laughs> um, you know, what do you do? And um, I'm just going to read Matthew 11, which is a common verse. If you've been in the church or been walking with Jesus a long time, you hear him say this to us, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Mm. Um, in the New King James, it says, all you who labor are and are heavy laden. I'm, I'm thinking of all the frontline workers in the hospitals mm -hmm. these days all over the world who are so tired. It's been a long year. 2020 has been a long year for them. Uh, and for many of us, not just mm -hmm. in the hospitals, but different frontline workers. Um any of us who are homeschooling our children online in January. Anyway, that's another story. Um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus is saying, take, take my yoke, people, my children, learn from me. I'm gentle and lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So our our big encouragement at the start of this is to seek the Lord mm. in your fatigue even. How do you, do, so, you know, sometimes we just want to put Netflix on. Sometimes it means you should go to bed first before you spend time with Jesus. You know, get Even if it's six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> have a nap. Uh, honestly, <laughs> sleep is so important. That's mm. what we have discovered this past year. I, I'm a firm believer in 20 minute naps. Mm along with some of the presidents of the United States. We read a story about that. But um, I, I will say this, come to Christ. Jesus is inviting you to his table to sit down in the midst of the stress and the weariness and your fatigue and your thinking about finances and all of those things. Come to him, he's saying, come to me. I see how you've labored. I know that you're carrying a heavy burden. And I'm going to give rest to you. Mm. I want you to take my yoke upon you. I want you to learn from me about what's important in the season and what's not. I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. You can sit next to me and tell me anything and you will find rest. I'm going to give you rest. His, you know, Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's, I, I sometimes I don't even know exactly what that means, but I think we can learn what that means as we come because he's offering this invitation. I mean, there's there's a scripture verse in Revelation where he says, you know, I am the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. And I offer from the fountain of life freely to him who mm -hmm. thirsts to come and drink. 
And that's the invitation to come and eat of him and drink of him in this season. And what does that look like? Well, you know, we can say, read the Bible, do devotions. It, it can be for a while, just come and sitting and putting on some soft music and weeping. You know, it can, it can look like going for a walk or snowshoeing, or um, it can look like going for a ski or a walk in the bush or into the park. It, it can be, be reading a good book, you know, coming to him. And, and then as like David did, you know, in one of, in one of the Samuels, at the end of the book, David is confronted with the loss of his children. They have been fighting. Him and his uh, men have been fighting. He comes back and his children and his wives are stolen. Everything's been taken. And his men want to kill him. Like they're done. They're hungry and tired and they're done. And they actually want to kill David. They've got that in their hearts. And David goes, it says, and strengthens himself in the Lord. And then he seeks him for an answer. And I just have always loved that passage that David goes and seeks, gets, seeks him for strength just for himself personally. And then he says, okay, Lord, I've reminded myself of who you are. I've come to you. I've taken a good long drink from your well. Now, what do we do? And, and I guess that's just the focus of what we want to talk about. I know like um, this January, as I've been tired, I'm like, Dave, I just don't feel like talking about money anymore. Do we really have to keep helping people? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So. <laughs> so, and what do I do? But what have I done? I go to the Lord and I also go to David, right? I also go to him for encouragement or I go to my children and my children say, mom, it's okay. You know, you're weary. It's okay to be weary. And I guess that's the other thing, you know, I'm, we're not telling you, you don't, can't be weary. Just, it's okay. I, I love it that the scripture actually just assumes <laughs> you know, come to me, all that, you, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Like you know, the the assumption is, you know, that that that's that's the state of mind, right? Like we will find ourselves in that place. Uh, I love it that the scripture just talks about that, and even in our finances, you know, um, we look at what's what's uh, kind of been happening behind the scenes with this pandemic, and and realizing that um, you know people don't like change. Uh, mm -hmm. If there's if there's something that we know as we are change agents and helping people change their financial stories, then we see that, wow, 2020 has been one of those years where we have been forced into change. And some of it's been really great. Some of the, the changes that have happened, I know even in, in our just practical lives, mm -hmm. some of the changes, we've really said, man, I, I should have done that sooner. There was no reason I couldn't, but I should have. Uh, and then some of the changes, but the, the bottom line is, is that change is actually tiring. It, it, that, that as we navigate change, then, uh, you know, I know there are those personalities and I'll give you, uh, those personalities a little shout out to say there are personalities that get energy from change. They're always seeking after the change and, and they're going, okay, you know, that gets me energy. And, and we absolutely need those people to rub up against and, and catch some of that energy. And for a lot of people, change is, is um, wears, wears them down, right? For a lot of people, change wears them down. And I think Jesus speaks to both of those personalities in this one verse. He says, you know, come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Um, and, and then he goes on and, and just speaks about that. He's also going to give you wisdom, right? He's, he's, you know, Hey, 
I'm going to show you the way. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so, you know, as we look at these scriptures and we apply these to our finances and say, wow, some of us, you know, may have experienced some significant changes in in what we need to do to generate income. Some people have been laid off. Some people have uh, have their businesses increased. It seems like, uh, and again, just my observation, this is just Dave's desk, is, is that there seems to be a polarization. You know, some people are like, hey, I've got lots of time. No big, you know, um, because um, of whatever's changed uh, from before. And then there's, there's those other end of the spectrum who are like, I'm three weeks behind and just can't seem to ca- get caught up simply because of the changes and the, and the effects that COVID have had, whether that's on family or whether that's on, on, um, on business or work, or maybe it's the combination of all three. Um, so, you know, as you come into it, uh, one of the, the, the things that we want to encourage you in, in our time together here this morning is just the Lord knows. And he's like, uh, again, it blows me away that we can go to scripture and it is so put your finger right on it. Wow. Um, I'm, I, I need to, to find rest and here it is. The rest is, is that the Lord offers. So you were going to, you're pulling something up there, Rib. Yeah, I was thinking about something my, I, I've seen around Facebook and floating around. It's about choosing your hard mm-hmm. because our finances doesn't go away. Like mm-hmm. our, the choice, our, our loss of job, looking to how we earn an income um, or how, how do we navigate in our lives? It, we've homeschooled Serena. You guys know this. We've homeschooled Serena. I'm at home, which has been great. We love having her home, but I'm also working in the business. David's, we haven't seen such busy years and, and needs and, um, the care that, that, uh, that we all need, Mm -hmm. we all need that care and we know it's not going to stop anytime soon. So how do we keep going? And we're going to share a story uh, in a few minutes where the Lord really spoke to us a number of years ago about seeking his heart mm-hmm. and um, what we learned in that season. We're going to tell you that story in a minute, but um, my friend sent this and it's been circulating. So you guys have probably heard it, you know, choose your hard marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Communication is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your heart. I would say, you know, communication about money is hard. Not communicating about money is also hard. And some of you may be appreciating that, uh, you know, the level of arguments we can have in our homes about money. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard, but we can choose our heart. Now, some people uh, have often, I've also seen they don't agree that life is always hard. I don't, I'm, I'm not here to make that statement. Um, but we choose, we choose, it's hard. It's, you know, yes, we can bury our head in the sand and eventually that's the fruit of burying our head in the sand financially is going to be known. Mm -hmm. So how do we, in our fatigue, when both, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody in the house is tired, nobody wants to talk about money and ends up in a fight. How do we, how do we do this? And I guess the simple thing we want to tell you is 
come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And well, and and you know, there. Uh, yes, come to Jesus. I know. I, I don't want to interrupt that, but absolutely. <laughs> but also, and and this is really important. This this is why we, when we talk about money, it is about life. It is about a lifestyle. Is it is about creating a rhythm where there is opportunities to to. Um, learn how to communicate with your spouse or even the messaging within yourself, right? That, that's, that's part of the habit of, you know, every week sitting down and, and spending a half an hour managing your finances. When, when life is hard, taking that half an hour, creating that rhythm and, and saying, you know, this is what I'm going to do right now. And, uh, you know, because if you can push through those conversations in the long run, it will be such a blessing to you. You cannot imagine what it what it means in the hard places to push through, committed to loving each other and the Lord, committed to your families, committed to your financial goals, and, and talking about them. I I mean the benefit, the fruit will and, be there. And it's important to understand, you know, again that that. Um, you know, when you're, when you're pushing or when you don't feel like it, certainly the fruit is going to be there, but when it comes to money, it it also, it's going to happen, right? So, you know, just recognizing, I, I think I say this probably three or four times a week, you know, get, get used to managing money because you're going to do it for the rest of your life, right? right? Uh, Until you stop making money, then you can stop managing money, right? I mean, the reality is, is if money comes into your household, then you're going to have to manage it. If you spend money, then you're going to have to manage it, right? So um, often we we feel like this, um, there's some utopia where I, I don't have to manage money anymore. Uh, I'm here to kind of bust that myth maybe this morning to say there, there is no utopia. Maybe when we get to heaven, there, there'll be something different. I don't know. Uh, and, and we'll certainly leave that in the Lord's hands. But, but what we do know about here on earth is, is that when it comes to the just practical, you know, you're always going to have to manage it. Um, I know I need, I just, I've, Maybe I just don't want to. It's like the mm-hmm. start of the show. I just don't want to talk about money. Do we have to talk? About, can we just go watch a show or can mm-hmm. I, you know, have a nice cup of tea and, you know, go to visit my neighbor? Well, actually, I can't. So I guess <laughs> we're staying home and talking about money. But, um, I, you know, and and our, our kids the other night were, well, if you tell them you're tired, mom, you make sure you're not depressing or anything, you know, that you leave them with some hope. I'm like, yes, yes, dear. I will. I will do my best to leave you some hope. So we're going to tell you this brief little story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not so brief. It had a huge impact on our life and our business and our walk with God. And we want to encourage you with it. In 2017, in September, we took um, six of our team to a 24, 22 hour prayer retreat that was led by uh, a local ministry. And it, it was listening to the Lord, spending time in prayer, directed questions where we sought the Lord. And we were coming out of a year where um, I won't go into all the details, but we weren't seeing the fruit financially we, in we our came, business. We came into that meeting with a lot of questions. We felt right? like we were, okay, Lord, you know, we're doing this more than enough thing. We're helping people out of debt, but our business is wasn't floundering, but it wasn't seeing the financial fruit we were hoping for when we when we entered the year. And um, so we said like, Lord, what do we, our main question was, what are we doing wrong? What do we have to change? Let's, you know, Dave's, Dave, you guys know this, Dave's practical. I, you know, and I'm to a certain degree, we're problem solvers. We're both problem solvers. So let's solve the problem. 
And if it's us, show us, let's show us, tell us, we'll change it and let's move on, which is really funny when you think about it, because the Lord doesn't work that way. <laughs> anyway, by the end of the the 22 hours, it, it's the process was really beautiful. It was an incredible time for all of us. <clears throat> um, the, the message we got was, don't miss the bullseye. Mm. And uh, it came out as this phrase, which is seek my heart and not my hand. And which is a very interesting thing because we do want to seek the Lord for provision. He is our provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He tells us that, but our focus. And I love those verses. You know, the, <laughs> the arm of the Lord is not shortened. And, and, and we, you know, so, so the, go and smite my enemies. And, so the funny thing was, so we're sitting there and his answer to us was seek me. Seek my heart, not my hand, which in our case, this was a specific word to us. So we're not telling you this for you because we have no idea of your story. So don't miss, don't mishear me for us in this part of our journey. The Lord was saying, you need to come to me for relationship with me. You're my kids and I want you to seek me. I want you to seek my heart. I want you to know what my heart is. And if you don't get this, you're not going to get it. And it, this is what I want more than enough to be. So we walked away from there thinking, and we were repentant because we had realized in, when you have needs in your business and needs in your family and you want to pay your bills, you seek the Lord for provision. Lord, you know, help me pay this bill. And pretty soon you're going to him just seeking the provision part and you're not enjoying relationship. So we walked away from that. Dave and I both convicted and um, blessed that this was a word for us. Little did we know that 2018 was going to be an even harder financial year for us. Lots of other mortgage businesses were doing fine, but 2018 for us wasn't fine. And um, yeah, anyway, I'm going to cry, but I would, you know, we'd have a bill to pay. And I'd say to David, what do we do? And he'd say to me every time, seek his heart and not his hand. So we literally that year didn't ask him for provision for anything. Now we had a whole team of intercessors and people who loved us who were, who were asking for our, on our behalf, but we were so convicted that we would just seek him. So David was following the Ignatian, um, uh, I don't know what you call exercises. it, exercises, um, uh, uh, Ignatius of Loyola, right? And um, he'd be up at five o'clock. I'd never seen Dave do this before. So he was up um, early spending two hours in the morning. That's not to brag on him, but um, he was just so serious about it. And we just sought the Lord in the only ways we knew how. And um, yeah, some of those early mornings were falling asleep because we were tired or, um, but we still, we still pressed in and um uh, it was a very interesting time, so much so that by the end of the year, um, we got an answer to our prayers that we weren't even asking. Um, mm -hmm. by, the, by 2018, by that fall, uh, someone had come in and helped us pay some of the debt we had in our business. And um, we couldn't have worked hard enough to even get that money mm -hmm. together. And um, 
you know, it still, I cry, you know, when the person came forward who offered us help, we didn't articulate our need. We didn't say anything. And um, this person just swooped in and said, I'm just feeling like I want to help you here. So here, here's some money. And we were speechless. I'm still humbled by the story. And I'm, I'm not saying that God's going to swoop in with a nice check because let me tell you, over the years, sometimes I go to the mailbox just hoping someone had written me a $10,000 check to answer some of our financial needs. Um, but that's not all the, how he works. But that year, uh, he did. And, uh, and then there's a, a, another little story that goes with it, if you don't mind me telling more mm-hmm. stories, David. So at the end of that time as well, so it was like a full year later, it was September, and Dave had this deal that was just brutal on all levels. And the funding needed to come in for a mortgage. And I, I can't even tell you the details. He could, but it would bore you right now. The point is, I wasn't asking. So I was spending time. We weren't asking for anything. Remember that year we were seeking his heart. And I'm in time with the Lord. And the Lord says to me, Dave has some trouble with this deal. I want you to ask me for it. And I'm like, but I haven't been asking you. He's like, it's okay. Ask me. You can ask me now. So I said, okay, I'm asking for you to solve this problem with this deal because we don't know how it's going to, it's totally out of our hands and it's going to affect several families. So uh, I asked, I literally just said, Lord, solve it because you love our clients. You love us. You love the lenders. And what was I doing? I was realizing I was going to his heart of love for the people that we wanted to serve. And literally three hours later, Dave calls me and says, were you praying because the problem's been solved and it's a miracle? And it was... uh, I'll never forget that morning. And I'm like, yeah, because God said I could ask him this morning, you know, because we'd been so bent on just seeking his heart that year. And he came through in a way for us we couldn't imagine. And we had all kinds of little stories like that coming out of that year of seeking his heart. And it's just really, he keeps reminding of us, I'm faithful, I'm faithful, obey me. And I appreciated Dave as my companion because we'd have a need, a physical need, and he'd say, seek my heart, seek God's heart. And for us, I guess I, we share that story with you today because we want to encourage you to seek the heart of God. Because we know, uh, again, uh, as as we walk out this journey of kind of how does the, the supernatural intersect the natural, um, you know, often uh, we're, we're journeying through and we don't see the way. And, and you know, for again, as, as the Lord, um, as the Lord shows you and as the Lord speaks to you and as the Lord goes, okay, so today um, there isn't a formula. Maybe that's where I'm, I'm yeah. struggling to, 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 to articulate is there is no formula, but the, there is the word of the Lord. And so as we, as we um, dig into the word of the Lord, we say, okay, Lord, um, you've clearly said, that and again for us it was words like seek my heart and not my hand mm-hmm. and and i can't give you the bible verse because i don't think there is one that says that but that was the word of the lord for us during that season and 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 so we did that we just were obeying i think uh, in fact i know that uh, the the lord is is again speaking to his people to say you know what 
it, it does look different than what you see around us. Um, you may be, you know, saying, I, I think the Lord wants us to, to buy a property or buy another property or, or help a neighbor or whatever it is. Those things are certainly practical and, and good. Uh, and and to to obey the Lord in those things because He does lead in these practical things as we go, um, and and I guess my encouragement as when you hear the word of the Lord when you when you again when it resonates in your heart and in your spirit to say okay this is I recognize the voice of the shepherd and I mm-hmm. I, I just have to do it and so then do it and do it with tenacity and. You know, don't be, you know, in, in the end, we know the fruit will be there. Again, Jesus gives us that picture of the vine. And I want to leave this picture with mm-hmm. you today is, is that everything, all of your nourishment, all of the, the everything that you absolutely need to produce fruit in your life mm-hmm. comes from the Father. And the only way we get that is when we hold on to the Father. And so I want to leave you with that today. Um, and uh, we just want to encourage you to, as you seek his heart and, and maybe not his hand, that he will bring you uh, to the place where you're producing some fruit. And, and so just a thank you. Thank you for joining us and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.